0: Only at Sleep Number stores or SleepNumber.com. Big thanks to the fantastic team at O'Connell's Bar in Galway for generously supporting this season of Deep Roots. Just as we were leaving that, from that little break, Ray uh, came to me and he said, Jesus, that's a scary situation with two kids at home. And I hadn't... To that point, made the connection myself with fiance, a two-year-old, and a number two on the way in a number of weeks at home. Day six. Let's start from the start 11pm wake up call For a a 12am Summit Attempt Slept poorly In those hours up to 11pm Probably got an hour and a half skip It was pretty loud around the camp And I was a bit Apprehensive of what was coming Um set off a lot of nervous energy I'd say from everyone including myself and uh, yeah set off into the dark started, I was a bit what I felt was a kind of I took a paracetamol before I left because I felt that it was just something hanging around in my head like a genesis of a possible headache so I just wanted to be in the best place possible with what was coming because I knew it was going to be a bit of a slog because just didn't feel right all week um, so uh, and the first couple hours were okay I was just doing my thing you know, kind of out the back of the group <laughs> trying to um, be present, be connected with my body, feeling um, my body moving through time and space, you know, just the usual stuff that I uh, have trained myself to be. Uh, and then I think it was around th- between 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. where I really had a tough period um, lacked focus like I just wasn't able to dial in any type of concentration on whatever action body position technique effort breath Um, my breath was really shallow and I found it difficult to focus on it for long periods Um, And in this, this 3 a.m. to 4 a.m. kind of part, I don't know, I just felt like I was losing control of my mind would be a good way to put it. And I also uh, was falling asleep as I walked. Now, to mitigate that, what I found useful was I had a um, a dairy milk and I was just taking a square or two out and sucking on it and eating it. And the, the calorie hit was helping me kind of bring myself back into um, a more conscious state. But um, it was only lasting for a number of minutes and then I'd be kind of... I'd feel my eyes just kind of closing as I walked and I was like, didn't think a whole lot about it until we stopped and we were, amazingly, the porters had brought ginger tea up so I was having a lovely um, cup of ginger tea sitting on this rock and a group around me and uh, Dr Jerry kind of bowled into the... Um, uh, picture a little bit and he was where's Patrick, where's Patrick and I kind of knew Patrick was just beside me but didn't really know much more than that because he'd been way up the front of the group and I said he's in front of you there and next thing I looked at Patrick he looked like he was on a different planet he didn't look like he was there at all. His eyes were sumpless, Fucking, they were vacant. And uh, and I was sitting beside him, so I was kind of privy to the conversation that took place over the next two minutes. And uh, Patrick says, "I've been falling asleep," and he says, "Well, I'm struggling." And he said, "What's that? Why am I falling asleep?" And uh, Doctor Jerry said to him, um, "It's because you're not getting enough oxygen to your brain." Oh fuck me. <laughs> sentence hit me like a ton of bricks cuz kind of I had been obviously in that state a little bit I don't know if it's the same as what Patrick was but I'd definitely been falling asleep on my um on my feet as I walked from time to time so uh you know I heard the words pulmonary edema, and uh we're taking you out of here um and uh just as we were leaving that from that little break, Ray uh, came to me and he said, Jesus. Um, he said something along the lines of, I can't exactly remember now, but this what he said hit me like a ton of bricks. He said, that's a scary situation with two kids at home. And I hadn't, to that point, made the connection myself with fiancé, two-year-old and uh, number two on the way in a number of weeks at home Um, and it kind of was very bracing and confronting and there was a lot of trashing around of the situation in my mind over the next kind of 15 to 20 minutes as we marched up the mountain and I remember getting fucking chills when Ray said that to me Um, I just operate out of the place of presence I've trained myself to be ultra-present and in the moment um, and focused on that um, and getting the job done, like climbing a mountain. And I don't... My mind just doesn't go to places like that. And it was just a combination of all... uh, you know, what I was feeling, what Jerry said to Patrick, how Patrick looked, what Ray said to me about the, you know, family at home and clearly, clearly that is exponentially more important than climbing a mountain. I think uh while I'm on this point about Patrick, I think it'd be a good idea to um I'd love to actually sit down and talk to... um, bring him onto the podcast and have a chat with him about his experience because it's it's an extraordinary thing. I was chatting to him about it today um, and what he felt and what he went through over that period um, and just the effects that altitude can have on you. But, uh, so, yeah. um, I was very, after that, very focused on staying on top of... Hydration and calorie intake so there was a lot of um, snacking going on and a lot of water and I was getting really cold at that point and um, one of my water bottles was freezing so I was having a little, a little bit issue with that uh, but thankfully I'd had three and a half litres with me so I was pretty well resourced for um, for the period uh, for the, the whole summit attempt the plan was um you start at four eight, and um, you go up this big, kind of well, well clearly, mountainous slope to um, a high point called Stella Point, which is five seven five six, I think. And once you're there, you've kind of, you're basically, you've kind of. You know, you have a big, long, gentle, sweeping slope up to Ruru, the high point on Killy, which is at 5.895. So, you know, it's very steep coming up to Stellar. So once you get to that point, you kind of feel like, you know, you are um, on the home stretch uh so I think we some we got to stellar about Stella sorry point at about um five a m or something like that uh now I was a bit out the back of the group because it was just i was you know i've learned from experience not to um, not to try and keep pace uh, go at your own pace uh go slower than your own pace and um don't over exert so um when I eventually got to stellar point uh, it was probably about thirty, forty metres behind the group um, even though it was a little bit fragmented, uh, there was probably a few people closer to me um, and then they were kind of packing up they had a short little break there and they were gone again so I missed a little bit of a break there but I wasn't majorly worried, tell you something got fucking cold after that Jesus, because you're exposed at the top there and uh it was still dark, you know sunrise still hadn't come at that point, point. and I remember maybe only about a couple of hundred meters outside of Stella Point, no feeling that I had to put on my big down jacket, so I had four layers on at that point, so on to my fifth and um and when I put down my bag, one of the ga- gri- one of the guides grabbed it. now the doctor was looking and watching me like a hawk um. But, you know, I, I felt, although I was um, tired and sometimes kind of going into those places of non-focus, which were which were admittedly worrying, a little bit worrying, I still felt that um, it wasn't a uh, consideration to stop. You know, I, I still had the uh, capacities to get to the... Um, summit and back without uh, any major issues so um, so despite his um, focus on me and a few other people um, he uh, yeah we, we just kind of just trucked on and kind of fought through that last little bit, the cold and the tiredness and the um, exhaustion um, and got to the summit well we latched on to um, there's a couple others from our group, Jumbo, a couple others from our group who were, uh, um, uh, like I said, the group had been fragmented, so I latched on with Max and, uh, yeah, let me take a moment to talk about Max because I think what he did is absolutely fucking extraordinary. Max, I think I mentioned Max on yesterday or the day before um, episode, but uh, I later found out. Since that episode, I found out that Max actually weighs 147 kilos. He's six foot eight, or I would think. Uh, 147 kilos. He's in his twenties. From Kilkenny, I have no fucking idea how he got that amount of mass. To the top of Africa. I, 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 when we got to the summit, I was incredibly emotional because I witnessed that. I was so almost proud for him. Um, I thought it was an extraordinary thing to do. I'd go as far as to say that he has to be. In the top five heaviest people that ever got to the top of Africa, if not the heaviest, I just cannot see how many, if any, people that weight have um, have summoned Achilles before. That's no fucking joke, like that. That Mass needs a lot of oxygen, and there's very little. And he has no experience. (laughs) When I when we met first on the training again back in April for this expedition, uh, I asked him. uh, Well, I don't know what I asked him. We were chatting away, and he's like, "I don't even, I don't even like hiking." (laughs) And I was like, "All right, yeah." So what are you here for? And he was like, "Just because I want to challenge myself," Um, which is uh, admirable um but uh yeah and I like I said it was a, a beautiful moment i think he said something like that was the best day and the worst day of my life all wrapped up into one <laughs> which i can kind of uh um understand but uh yeah i just i just i cannot overemphasize the respect and admiration and awe I have for him to summit Killy at that mass, at that size, at that weight. Um, I, I did it in 2013, I think it was about 126 kilos. And nearly fucking killed me. Uh, and this guy is twenty kilos heavier. I'm just like fair fucking play, fair fucking play. Um, so uh, yeah, and at the summit there was a lot of a lot of beautiful moments, a lot of beautiful connection, a lot of beautiful emotions. There was joy. There was admiration. There was um, achievement. There was relief there was um exhilaration i shared i mean I <laughs> yeah i shared a lot of beautiful moments with um the group a lot of nice words were said a lot of shining eyes you know like alive like with with life and all it holds when uh, you do something that you didn't think you could do or that you doubted you were going to do, but you got through it. Um, I remember particularly Frank, Lisa, Max, as I mentioned, Cormac, um, Paul, uh, who else? Christian, obviously myself and Shorty go way back. So uh, it was so many hugs and just moments of sincere connection and uh, and yeah, I've just enjoyed this group and these people and their characters and their values and their humour and their humanity so much over the last uh, eight or nine days since we left Dublin. then it was a bit of a fucking mess Um, there was like tens if not hundreds of people trying to get photos and there was fucking yanks taking you know five minutes with six different fucking signs to get photos, and there's hundreds of people waiting. Well, at least about, I would say, about a 100 people waiting to, you know, as individuals and groups to get photos. So I don't think people got the images they would have liked to have got, you know, the individual images, but we got a nice group one. And then uh, and then we headed back, and it's yeah, a long, long old trip back. Actually, I thought the first... Two hundred meters, I thought she is for myself. I thought it was going to be like the last time. I felt so fucking weak, but um, but thankfully, um, I got through that, and I definitely felt a dramatic difference as I the meters I got further and further down. Um, yeah, then uh, the group kind of fragmented. You know, we were on a kind of there's this big scree slope that you kind of get down and. Uh, yeah, we got into um, into our base camp at Kosovo at four eight, And then we had an hour's sleep and lunch and then we had to come down again. So we're at Millennium Camp now. I must admit, I was a bit... Like, there was from time to time as I um, descended, I did find myself in this place where my brain seemed to be disconnected and I was a bit worried about that. I not sorry, I was worried about that. Uh I was extremely fatigued, was exhausted. And um you know it's been a lot of stories, a lot of mountaineers um passing away in their sleep after descending mountains like um as noel hannah was one of the most recent, uh well, like a beautiful uh, Irishman um, from the Mourns, uh who'd summited Everest ten times, and numerous high altitude, like eight thousand meters, mountains around the world, and he'd been on a per- Anna, on Annapurna, and had summited and had uh, come down to high camp and went to sleep and never woke up, you know. And I, rightly or, I know, incorrectly or what, but I just identified the place I was in as something that could be, you know, linked to that. Like, I just felt like, because I felt this kind of disconnection uh, uh from time to time, like, where I you know, couldn't really focus on anything, it was like... It was like there was a gap between, uh, my, uh, a gap between my, the connections in my brain or something. I don't know if I'm explaining that right, but, uh, anyway, I, yeah, uh, so, I don't know. I was kind of humming and about going to sleep when I came back because I wasn't mm-hmm. humming and I was kind of like, I don't know if this is a good idea. Um... Just because I had this instinctual kind of communication saying to me, "Hang on, now here a second, you need to be, you need to be careful here, like, cause, you know, um, cause of what you, you know, the reality of what happened to mountaineers previously, and you know, you've pushed hard today, and uh, you know, you've been in states where um, uh, they they've been." kind of new and a little bit unrecognisable and different and you know so what's going to go what's going to go on here if you do go to sleep but I got into the tent and I said to Shorty listen I don't know if I want to go to sleep but I'm absolutely fucked so um if I do I want you to watch me um, and uh anyway obviously I'm still here <laughs> talking to you guys so so nothing happened but uh, yeah that was just something that uh was uh, uh, was in my mind um, throughout the day and something that happened when we got back down to that 4800 meter camp um, so uh, had a little bit of a um, kip there I did fall asleep because uh, I couldn't help myself just because of the level of the exhaustion but uh, and clearly nothing happened so I was uh, quite probably massively overthinking the whole thing, but, uh, yeah, part of the story. Then uh, we had to get up, and I was fucking get up and have lunch and then head down to this Millennium Camp, which is a three-hour walk, so... I'd fuck all interest I'd like I was so fucking exhausted when we were walking at uh, um, 11 to have some lunch I think by the time we got to the lunch it was 25 to 12 and we were leaving at 12 and I just looked at the plate of food and I just had no uh, energy or uh, grow to to eat I picked that at a little bit and then and then we just got out of there and just got it done and it was a long old slog down the hill but uh, here we are um Day six every, uh, Killy Killy jeez uh Killy um summited for the second time and uh we'll um yeah head down tomorrow and then we'll be coming back up here in a few days time. So uh that'll be interesting. Uh, I'm hoping that I have significantly significantly acclimatized from today's uh summit because um I feel if uh but Jumbo, if that is to happen, uh if I'm to have a similar day next week without an improvement in my um uh ability to deal with the altitude, I don't think I really have my dose that I'll summit. So um but that's all ahead. Um but for now, day six, done and dusted, Killy summited for the second time and uh and keep striving for more from yourself. Cheers. Once again, thanks to our sponsors, O'Connell's Bar in Galway. Remember when you're in Galway and you fancy some top quality pints, great conversation and a friendly atmosphere, head to O'Connell's Bar. Don't forget to explore their award-winning beer garden, where you can enjoy live music, delicious pizza, and the best home-cooked chips in Ireland, courtesy of the Dobros and Prati. And make sure to follow O'Connell's on Instagram, keep up to date with what they're doing, any special events and their latest news. It's at O'Connell's Go.